Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes completely eradicating, not just reducing, completely eradicating. I believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for Mondays, not Fridays, and get to do their most meaningful work. The aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content, but instead shift the context under which you operate. This podcast is titled Choosing Leadership because that is what leadership is, a choice. In each episode, I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices which are not always easy and comfortable, but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves, and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action as those were the moments when you chose leadership. At the end, I will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast. And with that, let's get started. Gaurav is a passionate golfer, a serial entrepreneur and the founder CEO of Akelon Edge. In the interview, Gaurav shared a remarkable journey from being an average student to a thriving business owner. He emphasized the importance of introspection and a shift in mindset that led to exponential growth in his company. His commitment to a strong company culture centered around integrity and efficiency is driving his organization towards becoming a billion-dollar company. He highlighted the challenges of instilling this culture, particularly when high-performing individuals breach it and how they are determined to hold the line on their values. It is a fascinating story that teaches us the power of unwavering commitment to core values in leadership. Hi, Gaurav. Welcome to the Choosing Leadership podcast. Yeah, hi, Sumit. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. And it's a pleasure to have you here with us today. Can you start by sharing a little bit about who you are and what keeps you occupied these days? Thank you so much, Sumit for giving this opportunity to have a kind of discussion with you. So basically, I, I, I can say I'm an accidental entrepreneur. So where I started my business at age of 25, I started my first company, which is now National Edge. It used to be a IT services, which basically I found that there is one space in telco where there's a gap, a lot more problems certain telco service providers are facing. And why not start doing and solving these problems. So this was the accidental kind of opportunity which I realized and I started my business, I started my company. Then with time, basically from that time, I keep on doing a horizontal kind of expansion and starting more ventures. I have seen a lot in last 11 years now, I can say in terms of business. Before that, I was a telco engineer. I have done my graduation into electrical engineering. Then I started working as a telco engineer with a company like ZT Telecom, which is a Chinese company in telecom gear. Then after that, I worked in that company. 
I think six and a half years. Then I worked with NEC. Then I started my own company. So that's about in terms of my professional, you know. Yeah. So tell me more about the accidental part, right? Because it's one thing to to think of a gap, but it's totally different to actually set up a successful company around that. Yeah. So with accidental is I I will say one is come with a vision. You come with a vision that I'm going to solve that problem. I'm going to create a company, a enterprise which is going to be that size, which is going to operate into certain areas. I was a very average all my life. I was an average student, average player in sports. I was doing a lot of average work while growing up. But that average have actually gave me something to do good in life. That was somewhere start driving me. That average performance every time when I see I'm never performing. I'm not good enough at certain thing or expert of that matter. So then when I started my job, first job, I become very aggressive. In terms of my performance, because I, I want to see myself performing at that level. That is something which was driving me very high and always say yes kind of attitude. So then that time when I was, I had done good in my professional career. I have grown within six years of good growth I have got. And in terms of financially also in terms of sales or elevating to a higher role with higher responsibilities. But still I start having visualization of setting up my own business in accidental in every way I was looking for some commercial growth also at that time okay I was not having a clarity of vision key I want to create a billion dollar company or a billion dollar company or what I want to do I felt these are the problems this is the gap in the industry when I was dealing into telecom space there was a system integration kind of area either there was a contractors who are deploying sites it's like a contractual kind of job. We are building a house. You are building. There the margins are very less. We are, you need to be very efficient in terms of your deliveries. And it's very tight, very highly competitive kind of the market. And for me, the person who is just starting a company at 25, I think that was not the area. Because I was not coming from core technical expertise. I was coming from more of a vision of you know, starting a company. That was my intent. It was an intent kind of a business. So then I saw an opportunity that the large system integrators, they are basically not solving end-to-end customer problems in telecom. I don't take the name of those system integrators. So they was not solving this customer problem. Even customer after having a commercial engagement, contractual engagement still is struggling and always end up paying more, still not able to have the problems resolved. So. That was a driving factor for me. I, I thought I can make business here. Why? Let me be very honest. I just thought I can make some business here. And then I started this summer and solving those gaps basically into the telecom industry for telecom operators. And then I got one co-founder who was my college mate. I told him, why not you come and join me? He next day package back, he came. So he was also hit me. So then we two started this. And then we start finding more problems into the telecom space and solving those problems. So then we met our co-founder who was working in some company leading the company technology part there. We start meeting a lot. Then he start helping us in terms of that. So then we also told him, why don't you join us? So then we see Vijay is by one co-founder who met, I met in initial day and then Anurag managed our complete technology. So then we three came along by 2015. We, we three 
came along. Then we started doing real business. Then we started understanding now we, we, we are mm-hmm. managing business. We are managing a company. Then we started doing some expansions, some diversification. So we came into AV space, also audiovisual space. We came into infrastructure rollouts. We came to, we started a company, Park and Secure in 2016 to address parking problem. So we have done a lot of horizontal kind of expansion in last 11 years. That That is some story I want to give you a little idea. Yeah. There is lots of, we can, we can keep talking about the story of an accidental entrepreneur, but this is something which, which will give you some idea about it. Yeah. Yeah. So you shared about when you started, there was this desire to prove. So you were that person who wanted to do more. And then there was also this sense, which you mentioned that I have been average or I am average. Now, after, after growth, right? After now you're, I think, close to 200 people. What has been the driving force of those horizontal expansions that you have done or whatever that you're thinking for the future? What is the driving force now? Sumit, I feel when we started the company, that was a big jump for us. I told you my average background also. That was something which in the next three years, which the success which we have never even imagined, we, we got those kind of success even in terms of finances also. So I think we got overwhelmed. We got overwhelmed after three, four years. He was working hard for last 11 years. They was, I, I can't say we was not working hard. But we have not then started doing things strategically. Start creating because, okay, you become an accidental entrepreneur. But you are an entrepreneur now who is running multiple enterprises. So it's very important for us now to basically strategize, plan, create our growth roadmap, do something relevant, solve new problems. So we... Hit the saturation the ceiling for 2018, 19, 20, I think this two, three years. We was not really doing real work. I feel mm-hmm. this. We were like more of a satisfied kind of a people. And when COVID hit, that you know, something hit us. So I will just tell my journey like 2014 to 16, we have grown a lot. We have done a lot of horizontal growth, a lot of new ventures we started. And then I will say, 17, the slowdown started happening and 18 to 20 was not real work we did. We have actually started capitalizing whatever we have done in the last four, five years. Then COVID hit. When COVID hit, we were sitting in home because of lockdown and we was thinking, what we do now? Because the customers are closed. They are not meeting you. You are not getting any opportunity. And we was not a product company. We was more of a problem solving company, doing some system integrator work, doing transactions. When we are not able to meet customer, and then we are thinking. First time we start thinking, sitting at home, that we understand what is strategy. Then we have done some seeds of new our Edge 2.0. Then we start thinking of becoming a product company. Then we have really start expanding. People was cutting cost. We was investing more. So we, what we realized, that my people, that time was, I think, 80 old people. So this, let's invest this time because we are not having new projects. Let's invest this time. Let's have more teams. Let's move. Because from a software engineering, product engineering company to a product development company, it's not a very difficult roadmap to go. So then we decided some IPR, some solutions, some products we will build and we have started expanding. 
we start hiring, we have completely changed ourselves in terms of methods, how we are going to build the products. We have gone for CMMI level three program also. We become more organized kind of a product engineering company and we built from 2023, we have focused ourselves to the product engineering, product mm. That is the journey which now again, we have created a lot of challenge for us for sleeping for three years. But once we realize we woke up, we start working more hard, investing. We are facing a lot of challenges in the last three years. Challenge to grow. Like now we are, we aspire to become a billion dollar company. We aspire to do big. We want to be strategically correct. We are diversifying ourselves in the right way. What we have done, we realized we have done a big mistake in terms of horizontal expansion. Mm-hmm. All horizontal expansion verticals have been paid to us. That they become loss-making vertical. We, from day one, if we could have invested ourselves in a vertical kind of a growth, going more deeper into our areas. So then we could have become a much bigger company. So that is the strategical change we happened. Mm-hmm. Then we... Our version got we renamed ourselves from Elite IT Services to Echelon Edge because we becoming a product company. We focus around people like what we realize that our talent is everything to us. Our the people is going to make this company to a billion dollar company. We have set our value system right. We start focusing a lot on culture because we are hiring a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. So. so- what shifted, right? So you said that at one point you were satisfied or even surprised by the results that you had received. Then COVID happened. So what shifted internally for you? How was your thinking different that led to this new growth or change, big change, I, I would say? It was introspection, to be honest. It was accepting my failures, basically, as a leader. It was, I realized somewhere that success at a very early age it was so overwhelming. I was not able to see where we are failing, where as an entrepreneur, I was not having a vision. I was like just going for a daily success, day to day success. You are making money, you are making profits. But as an organization, we are not able to create a clear vision. Clear vision and clear intent. Not able to build a culture, which we realize at time of COVID. The COVID was not a problem. Only the only problem of COVID was not just you are not able to meet your customer. Problem was COVID that first time. It's a good problem. We got time to think. For time to think, we got time to introspect. We got time to understand. Now, if we was not ready for COVID. We was not ready for a situation like that. As a business entrepreneurs, as a business people, you should be always prepared and ready for any situation. Because at the end of the day, we are running a business. We need to have those kind of a plan. We have not created any backup plans. We have not even invested ourselves. Because after 10 years, what we realized, we was a very strong product engineering company. We have never introspected our strength and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. We have never told ourselves, this is our strength. Let's leverage on this strength. This are our weakness. Let's try to see how mm-hmm. we can break our weakness. Yeah. We was a group of good people are building are good enough to build products solve problems but what we end up doing is doing a horizontal kind of a business expansions getting into investors who want to create a multiple ventures instead of focusing on our core engineering services solve more problems 
that after 10 years, again, we are doing it for our years. Maybe I, I wish we could have done for five years back, but now never mm. late. Also, we have that same zeal, same energy and we are very aggressive. I think we are going to an amazing period because the challenge time for us, like it's already three years. The challenge is so strong. We are running against it. But that becoming, that is evolving us. That is best out of us. Like, like now we, yeah. we are the best version of ourselves. Yeah, success in some number will happen uh, very soon. Once it happens, then it is happening for a organization which is ready to face any kind of a challenge. Hmm. So tell me more about your vision, right? What is it that you want to create now in the world because of you being a billion dollar company? And you mentioned yeah. about culture, right? So please uh, also share what is the kind of company that you are building? See, first in this billion dollar vision, in this, how we see ourselves growing. We want to grow with the right ways. And I'm not just telling it as a story. We really believe it. Whatever I say in terms of culture, because we prepared our mind. If with the right culture, we can grow, that's okay. Neither if the business we can't continue, we will not continue. We want compromise. Like there's no compromise. We want to do things in actually a right way at the right time with the right people. We want to stay with the right people. We have so, seen a lot of integrity issues in our senior leadership team in the past few years. There we have stopped engaging ourselves and we, we move to the right set of people. We are working to work with high integrity, high performance type of scenarios. We have the performance is very important, but the integrity is very important. So that means people is our focus. People are working with the pillars. People are going to the ladders for us to grow, climb. That way we are going to invest and do everything. And then we want to be relevant. We don't want to be irrelevant. We need to understand whether we are solving right problems for a right market sign. Are we doing a lot of hard work on the market is new there? Okay. And are we in a good market also? We are very irrelevant. We want to bring a relevancy to us. So instead of, because I have personally seen a very large kind of organization, product companies, they just push their products to the customers. And if you see at your house, the model products you don't use, even not only software, so you buy it because we as a customer was always in a buying habit. When we are in a buying habit, we see something, we like to acquire something. So we end up taking it to ourselves. Those products are more assets. Those are liabilities. Even if you buy a software license, which you don't use, which is no use of you. Somewhere you felt that maybe in six months I'm going to need it and you have bought it. Maybe a shirt, maybe a shoe, pair of shoes, maybe a, anything which you don't wear, which you don't feel comfortable, yeah. which is solving any problem for you. So that becomes a liability. Even if you have paid for that, but that brands cannot grow. Those yeah. companies. So our idea, what we tell our, you know, sales team, so that first, don't go and tell customer that I'm going to sell you this. Understand what are the problems customer is facing. Mm. Let's understand it. Let's solve the customer problem. Because with relationships, sometimes you can really sell the product also. But you don't grow that. And then you, as a company, can't grow. You can just solve your immediate problems. Maybe having some deals. That way, when we see a lot of people, a lot of relatives, friends, or a state come and tell us, you buy this insurance, you buy these investments. For their relationship, they pursue with you. But you really don't need it. You need a concept. Basically, 
understand your strength, weakness, your income, and create a portfolio for you that which product you need to buy, which is a right investment. Now the time for us to, you know, be with those kind of investors. Hmm. So that way, in terms of product engineering, in terms of software, we want to take that role. Instead of giving the products, forcing the products on our customer, we want to understand their problems and create a solution for them. Hmm. That is with our engineering, that yeah. is with somebody. We also, okay, we have a yeah. partner. So where we intend of solving problems. So hmm. this is the where we want to become a billion dollar company. That's wonderful, right? Given what you mentioned about uh, integrity in senior leadership or from a sales perspective, looking to understand first, listen first, rather than just uh, pushing your product or services through that, yes. right? So given that, given this vision, given this change in the last few years, what is the biggest challenge or pain point that you face right now? To set a right culture, it's not me. Because culture is not convenience. Culture is not convenience to me also as a CEO. So culture is something which is right, which everybody need to follow. Okay, because to break, because we was a very inconsistent kind of organization. So it's going to be consistent. Like for people who are working for Echelon and they want to, should see company is very consistent. For certain action, this company will take certain actions. For sure, they are not going to bend based on the performance of the person. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you bring that uniformity in the system and bring that consistency, because for individuals, sometimes it suits them, they feel comfortable. Sometimes it does not suit them, it, they don't feel comfortable. Because it's habit building over the year, we have said. We have set wrong habits for 10 years. We want to correct them in a day. It is not going to be easy. Because we are telling people to change their habits and align to the organization. Mm. So setting culture is a very tedious, very heavy lifting, which basically everybody, your senior leadership, your performance, everybody need to align. Because like behavior is one value which we want to set a right behavior that we don't have. Right, having wrong behavior with anybody because what happened when you ask somebody that why you have behaved bad with the person? So he start defending in terms of the person have not done this right or this right because bad behavior don't have any justification. Yeah, was even you have other tools, other ways to correct it. You can yeah the performance, you can give the appraisal based on the performance, everything you have, all of it you have actions, but what we animated, we react. So what I'm trying to build a culture is not comfortable to us. Even whatever problem mm -hmm. I have of my culture, my behavior, I need to align with the organization. So it's a, as it's a same kind of a challenge for me as it is for everybody else. But once we become consistent, I have seen even the People who were resisting in initially, they appreciate because mm. when they love the reward, when they see a good environment in the organization, a healthy yeah. environment in the organization, then only we can prosper and we can grow. Yeah. So can you share how are you doing that? Because you said that it takes time. Habit formation takes time. Changing it takes yes. time. Uh, but you are intentional about it. You are not blind about it. So how are you taking on that process so that it happens in a few years rather than a decade or so? Yes, there are, see, overall, basically it happens in, as you mentioned, few years, but you know, once you set a culture, you set from day one. You cannot set key, okay, we are in a stage of intermediate, we are not going to follow it now. Hmm. So now, basically, there are more deviations are coming on the culture. Maybe in a year time, the deviations will reduce to much, much lesser amount. 
So for setting up a culture, first you need to define a culture for yourself. Like for us, integrity behavior is very important. Efficiency is very important. So we have defined our values. Okay. So under that values, like integrity for us is non tolerance, like zero tolerance. If there is an integrity breach, the person need to leave hmm. the organization, even CEO of the company, even director of the company. Okay. So for integrity, we basically then we need to help take external help also. Because if any individual is taking decisions inside the organization, because individual alignment always comes, they don't take neutral decisions. We need to have external people who don't have any biasness towards anybody. You need to set up the practice well. Then you need to create a lot of awareness in people about the values. Even if they are not aware, half of the time mistake happens because of unawareness. I have never seen a genuine actually team members, if they are well aware about the culture values, they are creating violations. So awareness is the most exercise, important exercise, which is, takes most of the time. I go to, I sit with team to team with my HR. So this is basically, I drive in my HR, go sit with vertical, sit with different teams, sit, uh, you know, different locations. We have sessions, we take sessions with them. And we basically want to do this exercise rigorously for a very long time. Till the time we feel that everybody, you know, is aligned and aware of this values, this culture, mm. because at least the violation should not come because of lack of awareness. Mm. I think this is the most critical part, which I will say, and which is going to take most of the time. Yeah. Then your actions on violations, you need to be very strong, very firm. You will face a lot of, sometimes the highest kind of a performer where you can imagine the company will sink without the person. Believe me, the day you prepare your mind, no organization is going to die with people who are not good for the organization whatsoever. Yep. So the problem you face after five years or one year you face now, when you understand this person is not aligned to the organization value. So you need to take that decision. And this is going to be the most difficult part for anybody who wants to set up the culture line. If they yep. don't do, mm. then they are, again, they are basically taking decision on the convenience because for a low performer, if any cultural Breach comes, the person will be very happy and say, Oh, he have breached the value. He mm. have integrity or behavior when the person uh, is on a very high performance. And trust me, the breaches happen from high performance. And I want to acknowledge you on that yes, part. Sir. I think what you are talking about integrity and making it uh, non negotiable because it's one thing to say, I have a vision to grow, but it's very different or very difficult to actually hold the line on, right? How do you want to do it? What are we standing for? And then actually, as you said, when the rubber hits the road, when you see somebody who is, uh, who you think is very crucial or who is a high performer, breaching that, then actually taking that decision is where your courage or your own integrity as a leader is tested. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's amazing. In the end, the results might or might not happen, but what you have is already like worth technology, worth to be something to be proud of. Yes, yes, I feel doing things right will never harm you. It's always a long-term thing. Short-term never takes you anywhere. Mm -hmm. Short-term never takes you. Always aspire to have short-term results. But at the end, long-term, building a company, building an organization is not easy task. It takes, maybe you get a lot of short-term successes in between. 
But trust me, if you don't build the ecosystem right, you won't sustain long term. You will face this kind of a challenges. You need to prepare yourself. All entrepreneurs, from my mistake, I will tell. This is something, because why I'm setting this values even right? Because we have done a lot of wrong here. Okay, and we have not seen any good results with that. Trust me on this. Mm-hmm. We could have been a much bigger organization if we could have done it much before. So this is one thing yeah. I will anybody who is starting the business that yeah. please initially because we always focus on transactions, customers, new businesses, and we always ignore this part. This part is very crucial to set from day one. Thank you. Thank you, Gaurav, for sharing everything that you have shared today and for what you do. And before we end, I would like to ask you one more question is apart from work, what else keeps you busy or what else gives you that grounding to be able to be that calm, centered or balanced and also being aware about this is what I stand for and to be able to take the, those courageous decisions, what allows you to do? See, I used to be very aggressive in terms of temperament also when I started my company also. I realized I've seen some entrepreneurs at that time, luckily where they was even having the bad temperament, the more worse temperament than me. Somewhere, as a person, I was always having a lot of limitations. I at least done one good thing with me. I accept my mistakes and learn from them, try to improve. One thing I have really worked over time is health also. In terms of I carry a good exercise routine, good in terms of my food habits mostly. And like 10-20% I also go deviate. But overall I follow a system. Doing workout helps me to calm myself, to put my energy there. I play golf very regularly. I'm a very avid golfer. And that I really love the sport. I enjoy it. Now I am reducing it because of my business commitments. But given me any chance, I will like just be in one of course. And that is a very good kind of, it gives a lot of time, but gives you a perspective also. So this is one of the, apart from that, I enjoy biking, riding, I enjoy off-roading. So there's a lot of activities that I'm actually, I enjoy most of the activities, but golf is something which I really religiously do, which is, I'm a very regular at it. And workout is something which, from the past few years, which I do it regularly. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's a whole picture. I think you cannot be a business leader, a good business leader until you have a, like a good grounded life, which includes, as you said, the emotional part, the anger, temperament part also, but also the physical fitness. And if you have a passion for golf, golf or anything, if you don't do that, it eats you up from the inside, right? So what you're saying is just doing that allows you that, like that nothing is missing, that I'm taking care of what matters to me. And that has a huge impact whether you realize it or not in the, those big or small decisions that you take at work. Yeah, yes, of course, I, I really believe in that because it's every day you come under more pressure. Like, and mm-hmm. in the business, the more you grow. So I would say taking pressure is a good thing or that's a different, altogether different department. But you need to create a good positive ecosystem around you in terms of your family, in terms of sports, in terms of exercises, what you really enjoy. So that good ecosystem helps you to get back to work with full energy and full commitment. Perfect. Thank you, Gwan. So as we end this, what is the best way for other people to reach out to you or to find out more about what you are up to? On my contact number or my email ID, 
or LinkedIn page. LinkedIn, I am very regular. I keep seeing this. I think we, we can be in touch always. I'm very open. I really enjoy this whole so to discuss with anybody who comes with for any suggestion mm. or I'm, I'm always open around that. Thank you. Thank you, Gaurav, for sharing what you shared and doing what you are doing. Uh, and I, can, I could see your authenticity. I could see how honest you were in, in talking about today. And I appreciate that. And as we end this, I want to wish you all the best for everything that lies ahead for you. Thanks a lot. So pleasure is mine. So I really enjoyed this conversation with you. And this, I feel with more communication, with more conversation, even I am able to bring something new out of be your some new idea, some new. Mm. So I, I like this type of conversation, which helps us to reflect again, see yourself in a mirror. Absolutely. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you to help you see your own light to help you see what you are already capable of. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality. And I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.